You ever taken a ride on the back of a horse with no name that looked at you and said, hey, your ma ain't your ma. Your ma's actually your pa. And your what? pa. Well, I'm your pa, boy. <laughs> I'm and your you daddy rode, now. And then you rode into town. And you saw there the bank had your face on it. Not because you'd robbed it. Because it was your bank. Do you know that feeling? That's what it's like driving the new Ford F-150. <laughs> <laughs> like a rock. <laughs> like a motherfucking rock. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, with me this week, remotely, but still with me, is my co-host, Eric the Whiskey Mutant Smith. Apparently, there are some people who love the 13-year Dickel Bottled and Bond. This just in. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, as we're recording, I've currently lost 12 followers on Instagram. after After posting a funny little reel of Dickle Bottle and Bond. That is way too many for what you posted. My Daily Bourbon called me out. Somebody else. Here, I'm going to... I don't know. I don't know this person. This this is in response to a Dickle Bottled and Bond reel. This is such a great bottle, and I've hated so many products from Dickel. I'll take this all day, every day, over the five to six year MGP crap everyone is peddling now. Really? Ha- hashtag mutant too woke. <laughs> really? <laughs> Doesn't that feel like what that is, though, is that you're being called out for wokeness? I mean, yeah, for real. <laughs> Listen. That bottle and bond is trash. Okay. It is. It's no good. It's and no it's, good. It's, it's not a, a fun, good bottle. It's a fun little reel. Chill your britches. I, yeah, people Chill took that way britches. too seri- seriously. People took that way too seriously. That's the five second reel on there. So check it out. <laughs> Whiskey Mutant on Instagram. <laughs> well, hey, if you are here because of Eric's stupid comment that he made that everybody else got really fed up with, I uh, thank you so much for being here. If you're returning, I thank you so much for for coming back. And if you haven't yet, leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice, but also on the Apple iTunes podcast app. That's a great way for us to shoot up in the Apple algorithm thingy, whatever it is. But here's the thing. The algorithm. Here's the thing, uh, Eric. Do you hear that? It's it's real nice and uh, it's real nice and warm. Ooh, that little fire's crackling right there next to us too. too Oh, too warm. Oh, too hot. Can you turn that down just a tad? I'll turn it down just a little. I'm gonna drop some drop some water on it. Just uh <laughs> yeah, okay. Can yeah, you proof just, that down? Can you I'm proof that proof fire down? down a little I'm gonna bit? proof the fire down a little bit for you. Uh but so we are uh because we are remote, we figured we'd put out a little uh video version of this episode as well. So I'm gonna be up instead of until two AM this morning editing the podcast. It's gonna be four or five AM. So that's the kind of thing that I have decided to inject into my life to make me feel slightly uh, less sane than I have. But Perry does it for the people. I do it for you guys because I love you. I think that that goes without saying. 
But also, I, I you know what's weird is I made eye contact with the camera after I said that. And oh, oh wait, are we doing a doing the heart thing? You gotta get closer. Ah, wait, I'm in the fire. Hurry, I'm ah, burning ah, up. Ah, ah, hot. Okay, all right, right. We got it. We got an abnormal heart that we've got to look at. Yeah. Uh, right side of the heart's usually larger anyway. <laughs> It also hangs a little lower. Anyway, yeah. um, but <laughs> check check us out on social media at my bourbon pod and at whiskey mutant. Uh, the rating and review thing is super super important. And also, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month. For as little as five dollars a month, you get bonus content. And also, up top, I gotta talk about the live show because we talk are sold out of. Our all in. I have to put some kind of weird audio filter on that for you now. But I mean, never mind. Anyway, uh, no, we're sold out of our all uh, all in package. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but we still have plenty of tickets still available for our uh, our our live show which includes access to us hanging out with uh, Jason from the Mash and Drum, Chad from My Daily Bourbon, uh David and Kira from the whiskeychannel.com formerly known as the, the Shelf turds. turds. Uh but it is going to be a really really good time and you are not going to want to miss it. Those tickets are as low as $25. You get a sample of our pick. You get a sample of our pick. You get some food as well included with free uh, drink the ticket. event. A free drink ticket. We're going to be working on some cocktails as well uh, to make for that that event. But um, if yeah, nothing else. You can just get a bourbon and coke and call it mutant madness. Yeah, sure. Why not? Do a little uh, vanilla coke with it mm. instead. Yeah, because that would be different. Because it would be and there's a dun 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 dun. Dun 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 yeah. You get I pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. Um there was something else I was gonna say. I can't remember what it was. This editing's gonna be a little bit looser in this episode because I gotta do a video with it as well. Um I don't know. I'm sure it'll come back around to me at some point. But in the meantime, we normally start out episodes with sips and snacks or flying blind. And this week Eric has actually doubled up for me. Yeah, on baby. Sips and snacks and flying blind. So, so I know what the snack is. That's you know the only what the thing. Snack is. It's it's coffee crisp, which was given to us by Andrew West. Yes, at our, our, our uh, residential Canadian. 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 Canada. Uh, He's from we've Canada. Got, we've got other Canadian friends who listen yeah, to the show, Morg, but he's just our. Morg. Yeah. He's our horror. He's our morgue. He's our what? Mortician. Mortician. That's not what I heard. But okay. What did you say? I heard, I heard, uh, there was no uh, M or T sound on there at oh, first. Oh, Lord! Yeah, well, that's what I just—that's just what I heard. We're over Zoom, so I mean, mm, things this, are going to change. But I've never had one of these, so I based this just on what I thought it was going to taste like. So you didn't even have like a like a taste of it Mm-mm. before. No, I just it up, gave gave you your half, came home, got everything mm. set up, and I based this whole pairing on just what I thought was going to work. All right. Well, so it smells amazing. It's got this real like mocha mm. thing going on with it that I just oh. love. I love wafer stuff on the inside of things. Hmm. Hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
All right. It's nice and airy. Let's do the pairing, and then you can also tell me what you think about this pour as well. I don't. So wait. So are we going? Are we going for the pour over first, or are we take? No, no, no. I mean, like first, are we going for the pour over? Oh no. Let's just do normal. Okay. All right. That's good. I like that. I feel like I know what that is. You think so? All right, I'm going to do a pour over. That wouldn't happen to be a a double oaked product, would it? Um, it depends on your definition of double oaked. I mean, we can argue about finishing all day long, but all pairs that's where it's at. Mmm. Oh, Perry. Mm. That little, like, you get that little explosion of the bourbon mm-hmm. in there. Oh. When we are back together for next week's episode, I also have a flying sips and blind snacks for you. Flying blind sips and snacks. Yep. Mm, okay, that's good. That's really, really good. That's freaking good. It makes it kind of like fruity as well. Got kind of a berry thing going on. You know what I'll I'm saying? What, I'll, I'll tell you what else it does after you <laughs> after I reveal what this was. But I want you I want you to try the pour by itself to see if you can give any guesses. So now you can fly and blind it. Let me get some water first then. Always hydrate. Stay hydrated. It's going to help break up the mucus in your chest as well. Yes. You're trying to get rid of. So it is a finished product. Yes. And you said it It depends on my definition of what a double oaked is? Well, I mean, it's finished in something. So it was obviously in in one thing and then put but, in the other. So, but But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's like a double oaked product. I mean, is this a is this a toasted product? No. Okay. I feel like it could have been really good with like a Penelope toasted. Um, that's pretty funny because I have that over here because I was going to have a little <laughs> bit of it. I actually <laughs> might have a little bit as well. Did you get? I got the, get the new one. I got the one from uh, Jackson's Wine and Spirits. Oh, I was going to ask you if you got that. Yeah, dude. That. They still got some left. I. I can't believe we haven't seen each other that much recently to where you haven't had this. No, because we recorded last week and then we've been working, both of us. So, Barrel strength toasted. Uh, 116 awesome. proof. It's really That's good. Uh, four to five years old. So Soon though, I hope. But yeah, I, I don't know what this is. I, I'm... I mean, of course, my initial reaction was that this was a finished product, so I'll take that at the very least. But uh, you want to guess proof? One ten-ish. Ooh, close. One hundred eight point four. Ooh, yeah, I'll take that. So this is Starlight. Oh, fin- is that finished, the honey finished the honey, in barrel? honey barrels? Yes, I'm picking up the honey now. Yeah. So I don't know, like as far as like double oaked, I'm I don't know. I guess these were honey. I don't know what kind of barrels they were. I'm assuming they're just yeah. oak barrels with honey in them. But yeah, it's 108.4 proof. 
and it's Starlight Single Barrel from Total Wine, finished in honey barrels. You bourbon. know what this, it, it, what it kind of like all together turns into is a like honey crisp, but with mocha notes oh, yeah. to it as well, which I, I think are really, really good. See, like North Lime, North Lime has this coffee drink that's like called like the Honey Bear or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's like yeah. a coffee that they put honey in it. And that was my. That was like my motivation for this pairing. I was like, let's see if we can get like this kind of like coffee and honey thing mixed together to make some kind of like drink. And yeah, but then like you said, like it actually brings out a little fruit too. Like there's yeah. just like this coffee with like this flavoring in it. So Andrew, thank you for that. Like yeah, I've never you, had Andrew. one of those co- coffee crisp from Nestle. Mm. Those are really good, dude. That's phenomenal. It's just a completely different animal mm-hmm. afterwards. But anyway, do you want to talk about what we've been drinking recently before we get into a small bit of news yeah. before this uh, interview that we did as well, or that I did, I or that we like, will have, whatever we want to call it. I don't know. There's an interview. Perry did. It'll be in there. It's coming up. Um, But P- Penelope Toasted. I did a... Yeah, uh, dude. I did a... um. I did a chicken nugget and barbecue sauce pairing. Yeah, you did. And I went through a few things with that. But what ultimately came out on top was this Penelope Toasted I have from... um, This one is from Bourbon Fines. Um, I think I might have used just a regular toasted off the shelf. And, dude, like there was this like sweet, spicy, like when you... I put a little bit of the bourbon in the barbecue sauce and then mixed it too. Like we got to do that. Like just for fun. Like we just mean you just need to get like a 20 piece nugget and just go to town with it, with the barbecue sauce. That'd be a really fun live stream to do sometime. Yeah. But Penelope toasted, like seriously, like I love what Penelope's doing. All the stuff they put out is good. Um, and these toasted ones, whether it's a pick or just off the shelf, like they are some of the best, like solid toasted products out right now. Like hands down, like, oh yeah, I mean, it's MGP, boo, 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 whatever <laughs> they said on my Instagram, but like, no, like Penelope's doing it right. Shut they up. have some, <laughs> shut up, shut they have up. some good, they have some good barrels and the toasted ones are great. And they got, uh, I really want to get a bottle of the, um, what is it? The architect that just came out. The blue oh, label yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. We tried that. I mean, you got to try that at Whiskey Weekend. Um, mm-hmm. They have that rye that's finished in Tokoji. Is that what it's how it's Toka- Tokaji. Tokaji. Right? Oh, that's my favorite Naruto character, by the way. Um, <laughs> but it was amazing. Like he, it was like they let us try a sample of that. Like they're doing great stuff. Love some Penelope right now. So yeah, I think dude. yeah. So that's what uh what I've been drinking on. Recently. Well, this uh, this toasted pick that I have as well is so dang good. Um, I'm, I'm uh, you know what I would really like to do actually is take some kind of blend between that that starlight honey finished pick and a Penelope toasted and figure out a blend in some capacity because I bet that would be killer. I bet it would be I got, so. Good. I got plenty left. We can make a little blend for it. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Uh, so, I was in Louisville this past weekend, uh, not necessarily for the Derby, but to take people to and from the Derby, Chauffeur. and I was I was a bus driver for 
before that. Oh, I killed a bus driver. But anyway, no, I uh, I was taking people to and from the, the Derby, and uh, I successfully avoided uh, drinking a mint julep throughout the Good weekend. Job. Which Congratulations. You I did feel, yourself a favor. I, you know what I would rather have is a mint old-fashioned, Yeah, uh, which I actually had this morning. Um and it's because my habits are completely skewed because of the way that we record the podcast right now. I had a coffee old fashioned, nice, which was really good. I used espresso instead of a uh, a coffee liqueur, uh, and it actually turned out really, really good. Imagine that with the coffee crisp. Oh, uh, do you have another one? I've got about half of one left. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember how many he gave us. Well, he gave us each one, and I've eaten half of the the one he gave me. And you've eaten half of the one he gave me. Yeah. So I guess you got to have the other half of the one he gave me. Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not hard to ship candy, right? Right. Like you can ship candy, can't you? Please. Or I'm sure we can find some uh, some coffee crisp somewhere. Probably. I think you can order most of that stuff. But it's just so nice getting it for friends. It is for so free. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if we went to like World Market, we could we could get it. Probably. You know, right next door to the Total Wine. In, uh, it wouldn't remind Amber. me as much of Andrew, though, of him handing it to me in person Fair in my enough. hotel room while we're drinking and recording. A very good point. But I also got to see our buddy Darren Wright this weekend. Oh, Darren. And he brought along a new riff pick that he said I was going to be all about. And sure enough, I was all about it. It was, one four- was it? 114. Dude, it go. was killer. Um, it reminded me a lot of, on, on the nose at the very least, buttered popcorn. Um, kind of went a little bit that way as well on the palate, but it... It had a little bright spot as well that I, I really liked, but overall, just a spectacular, spectacular bourbon. And we got something in the mail that we have not yet reviewed, uh, but we will be doing so before long in one capacity or another. But the Larceny Barrel Proof B522. Okay. Uh, 123.8 proof. Is that the. Is that one of the higher ones? It's one of the higher ones, but it yeah. is not the highest. I think in the first year, and I, I, I screwed this up when I was talking about, I think, last year's uh, B release. I said that that was the, the highest proof one that had come out, um, and it was like 124 point something. Um, but in the in the first three rele- releases, excuse me, in uh, 2019 or 2020, I can't remember exactly what it was. Gotcha. Um, they they had a higher proof. I'm ready for them to like dial them in. Like I feel like Me they're too. just all over Me the too. place. But but I will say I think after having had the A122 and now the B522, we are getting closer and closer to that. So, also one more thing that I've I've had recently that I think I should at least note, uh, but that we haven't actually reviewed yet. Uh, it's the Wise Man Rye. <laughs> Don't give me that face. You were there when I picked it up. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say too much about it yet, but it's... Um, oh, I got to review that. I got to. It's significantly Mark. different, I would say, from the Wise Man Bourbon. Shout out to uh, my buddy Mike uh, Green, 
for he listened to the podcast and he said he spit out his drink when he was listening because we mentioned that the Wiseman won an award and I think we said what in the poop category. No, he, you said that. I said that. You said in the poop category. Oh, I'll, I'll live that up. Yeah, okay, you should I'll, definitely I'll take, take credit, credit for that. That's not a me joke. That's a you joke. <laughs> and so that made me laugh because I was like, I don't even remember I said that, but apparently I did. You did indeed. Um, well, I'm going to pour a little bit of this uh, Penelope Toasted as we move into a little bit of news. Uh, but where'd it go? I'll do the same. Well, there we go. We're working together. America. Cheers. Cheers. I'm actually pouring it into the uh the Starlight Honey glass just oh. to see if anything's like kind of Get picking a little, up. Yeah. Yeah, I right. I think that if we wind up doing that blend and I know that we're going to it, it doesn't need to be like 50/50 cuz I feel like it's going to if we did 50/50 it would get a little too a little too honey y Like it might need even just a few drops. According this was to, the same glass I had the honey in as well. So. I don't know do how much it picked that, up. Do you think anything? I just smell that toasted, man. You can instantly... <laughs> t- I don't know if it's the fire behind us or this, but this is just... I feel like it's like... It's, it's feeling good. I feel like I'm ready, I feel I'm like ready I'm for I'm Halloween. Right now. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's time for our, uh, our holiday special. Spooky! <laughs> <laughs> Not going to put that in it. <laughs> So I want to talk about a couple of things that have either been kind of floating around in the bourbon sphere or have already kind of been confirmed first and foremost. So we're doing a little bit of bourbon rumors, I guess, Ooh. on top of the the news that we normally do. But I, and, I, and I don't want to um, specifically point out people or sources or anything. Um, but let's start with... The uh, the the news that happened recently, and we've talked about it on the podcast already, but that Barton is going to be closing down uh, their public tours to people. And we had a friend who was at 1792, at Barton 1792, over the past week, doing a pick, who said that they confirmed with the uh, the folks there that they are completely shutting down the gift shop and everybody who is a part of their tourism side of things is getting laid off. That's that seems like a bit much. I mean, am I am I wrong in feeling that way? I mean, I feel like they could like just laid off just straight up like I Yeah, feel they're like, just they're just being let go. I mean, I don't understand like and this is the ignorance of it all. I don't understand how a lot of that stuff works and I'm not going to try to Sure. Say I have an opinion, but I just feel like with such a big company and even like having like Sazerac over top of you and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like there's something that they there's could something. be like. There's something. There's got to be something. Like, hey, we're going to move you to help with Buffalo Trace uh, tours or we're going to yep. move you to this gift shop and like help do this gift shop or it like I feel like there's something else that they could do. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, I don't know enough about it, but just But I don't disagree with at you, it, though. Yeah. I, I think that that is a very fair assessment of the way that this situation is being treated by the the executives in power, that they're, they're just 
not treating things or treating people fairly. And I mean, it's not to say that, you know, corporate layoffs and corporate cuts don't happen very often because they very much do. I mean, it's just a part of, you know, the way that that operations go in in big business. But I, I, I just feel like within the the bourbon verse, the bourbon sphere, the multiverse of bourbon, the multi burb, yeah, the multi burb. <laughs> I I feel like there is always supposed to be a place for for people, and um, you know, uh, it it it's it's weird to see Heaven Hill expanding and adding new jobs, but a company like Sazerac, who owns Buffalo Trace in 1792, is laying people off. I, yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you in that capacity. So, well, uh, we'll we'll see. I I wish the best for the people who are being unfortunately yes. laid I off. Mean, but, but again, like again, with the experience they have and like living in Bardstown, hope and around the area, yeah. hopefully they can be like, hey, I, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, and it, it it sucks that you know if if they truly did love working at this place, um, which. Maybe we'll talk about it on a Patreon thing sometime, but the I, I have never been under the impression at Barton that people have been uh, in love with the job that they have. But <laughs> we'll talk about that eventually. Uh, but the the other little rumor, the other little tidbit that has been passed on to me uh, is that speaking of Heaven Hill, they are discontinuing the actual decanter line. For old Fitz bottled and bond, really. Now, here's here's the thing about that. I I think that it is okay <laughs> in some regards, and the reason behind it is because they can't source all of the glass that they need for it, or the specific glass shape. And I get that. Yeah. There, there are ways that they could have potentially gotten around it if they needed to go and, like, you know, press their own bottles or what have you. But I, I think that if Heaven Hill has seen this, uh, and again, pure postulation, but if they have seen this issue and they have seen the fact that they can't put out the product the way that they intend to or the way that they initially intended to, uh, there are still alternatives for them to put out these these bottles, and and I I mean I would like to see this go one of two ways. The first one um, is that we just see this same product on the market, but in a different bottle, a different bottle style, a different label, whatever it needs to be, so that it is still out there. The other one, and I think this is the one that I would prefer more so than this like semi-limited series still being out there is that I would like to see a return to having just old Fitz bottled and bond available on the shelf, right? That green label gold foil bottle that was really, really cool. And um, I only ever got one bottle of, but it was so good that I don't have any more of it and, and whatnot. But um I would just really like to see that return, even if it's you know not at the the premium. I mean, I, I mean, I would prefer for it to not be at the premium 
that this this current product is but uh if if the push comes to shove you know why why would they not try to take some of that stock that's already in reserve and try to make it into uh you know something that's available for just about everyone uh give me give me a six to eight year bottled and bond old fits just on the shelf or at least like monthly on the shelf that i can get over attempting to try to get the decanter that's a little higher age save that one save that one like big old fits release for like a one-time thing you know like they you know kind of like an antique collection deal like if you want to put out like a 16 year old fits okay do it put it out there but give me a younger six to eight year bottled and bond old fits that i can get regularly and i will be happy i'll be happy with that yeah for sure uh, I am I am totally <laughs> in in line with that that thought. Um, let's talk about a couple of new products coming from Jack Daniels that it seems like everybody else has gotten to try yet, except for us. So what do we have to? If you know out there what we have to do to get to try these products, um, please let us know because I, I don't know. Maybe we're we're not in with the the media folks at Jack Daniels or what have you. But we need to be. We really, really need to be. Um, especially we if that means we can for some Jack Daniels products. We yeah, talk absolutely. about them all the time, constantly. Um, but it's no secret at this point that they have two new super premium products that are on their their line now. It's their first extension uh, in 25 years. They've got a bonded, so a bottled and bond product, and a triple mash as well. Uh, looking at each individual product, the Jack Daniels bonded is uh, their typical recipe of 80% corn, 12% malted barley, and 8% rye. And of course, it's at 100 proof for uh, bottled and bond. And then the triple mash is 60% Jack Daniels Tennessee rye, 20% Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, and 20% Jack Daniels American malt. I just I I got it I gotta know I got to know what this is. Um, what, what do you think? Are those are those sample bottles that everybody's getting, or is that the actual? No, like, those are actual bottle? bottles that everybody is. Just getting. a little different. I'm not used to seeing. No, I that. yeah 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 no they are they are getting the full bottles. Now here's the thing. Speaking of full bottles, these are not 750s. Oh really? These are 700 mils. I, 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 we can, we can postulate and think and go, well, maybe it's because they're trying to save money or you're trying to spread their stock a little bit thinner, but I, I truly don't know why they are actually going with the, the slightly, uh, slightly smaller bottle size. Uh, but the bonded is available for $30 and the triple mesh is for 33. Oh, that's uh, not a bad price though. Yeah. And they're, they're out right now. So even if we don't, I even if we aren't able to get uh distillery, you know, samples or bottles or whatever, um they're out and about. We should be able to uh at, at the very least order them. So, yeah. I got one more rumor. One more expectation. Rumor. I I kind of do too, like corner. Rumor corner. Um sit back. And and nothing has been I don't know what you're saying. I'm gonna hear it in the edit, but nothing has been set in stone yet. But it looks like we within the next month or so 
should be getting a new Riff 7-year bourbon. I mean, I'm just thinking like, I can't I, wait to I, I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm hoping... always excited about New Riff putting out a older, <laughs> like a one-year-older product and Wilderness Trail putting out a one-year-older Same. product. Like we, I we want were... seven-year New Riff. I want seven-year Wilderness Trail and I just wanted to keep going. We had a, a slightly longer car ride together last week. And we were talking about the, oh, look, my fist is just appearing out of nowhere in the video. It's the fist of conscience. North Star. Hey, hey, ooh. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so it's weird things you only get in the video, I guess. Um, we were talking about whether or not Wilderness Trail is going to jump right from the six year to the eight year. Or if they're actually going to have a seven-year release right. as well. Um, I still think that they are going to put out only an eight-year. Uh, I don't think that we're going to see anything as meticulous as jumping like one year to the next or anything. Um, but what, what do you think? I mean, in, in this capacity. I mean, seeing a, a seven-year uh, new riff is interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. Uh, I just... I don't know. Like, I want to see a seven-year wilderness trail, like, in side-by-side on the sea because I feel like we've kind of followed each of these companies as they've, you know, got higher-age yeah. products. Um, but I guess it's one of those things where you just got to leave leave that decision into the, the the master tasters and distillers to be like, you know, this is ready or it's we need to give it another year. So, yeah. Um, but then... Like, I would love to see just some random, like, even if I don't even get to try it, just some random pick just show up that's like, somebody got a seven-year wilderness trail pick. Like, <laughs> or like a gift shop, like they're releasing like just yeah. one. Like, it's not even like, they don't even have to like put it on the shelf as far as like the main stores. It's just like gift shop release only, single barrel, seven-year. And I would, I would drop whatever I was doing right there and run and get it at the moment. Like. I would have to. Um, well, off off the back of that too, and it 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 is, I think, a pretty good indication that we are getting close enough to where you know these these slightly higher aged products are definitely going to become a norm. Uh, but we we talked about like the it, was it the full uh, release info or just the the TTB label on the uh, the new Rift Sherry finished. Right. Oh, I think we talked the about the release dry. because they said you could get it in the, um, yeah, the bourbon club we, and stuff like that. I think we did it as well. Which, since so, we did a pick, we're we're in the top priority on yeah, that club now. Yeah, we are. So, so um, that is that is still out and about, out in a boat for people who are out in the boat uh, <laughs> considering that. Um, we are going to take a, a a a pass this week talking about releases because there's not really anything that is uh, super. Super pressing uh, that we need to touch on, but I will, I will, <laughs> I will talk about. Uh, I would say two TTB labels um, for this week, uh, and it's kind of this ongoing saga of 
these <laughs> these Maryland rise. Are we still the yeah, Baltimore's we, finest or yeah, whatever? Yeah, we still got one. Um, this Baltimore's uh, so, finest from MGP. Yeah, last week we talked about the Sherbrooke unfiltered straight rye whiskey. Excuse me, at fourteen years old. Uh, and this week we are seeing the Mount Vernon straight rye whiskey, which is also fourteen years old. I uh, not Mount Vernon, Kentucky. No. Um, oh. It's a 95.5 rye from MGP or Ross and Squibb or whatever uh, that is being LDI. bottled in <laughs> secrets <laughs> that is being bottled in Baltimore. Um, but I mean, it's cool that it's that old uh, 108 proof, but okay. I mean, stop, I anybody, stop saying anybody... it's Baltimore whiskey. It's not Baltimore whiskey. <laughs> if anybody in Baltimore though wants to send me a sample of some fourteen, oh no, I want to try. Rye. Let's go. I want to try that really, go, really badly. Please. Um, that's that's not something that I want to sleep on for no. sure. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> if you're in Baltimore, Maryland, you got like three new new rise that are on the horizon. Nice. So. I am super incredibly excited that we are getting to sit down with Roman Alexander. Roman's a country artist from just outside of Kansas City, right? Yeah, Parkville. So yeah, uh, probably 15, 20 minutes outside the city. Yeah. yeah. Cool, dude. But uh, you, you've got a bunch of new music out right now, and you're on tour mm-hmm. and everything. You're stopping here in Lexington First as time. well First time. Austin City, um, which is crazy cool. Yeah. Crazy, crazy cool. Uh, but first of all, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for being here. Um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. You've got uh, uh, this awesome new song out, too. Um, oh, what's the what's the newest one? It's uh, Over Me? Over Me, yeah. yeah. dude. I, it's such a good song, Thank you. Appreciate too. it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, let everybody know kind of who you are and uh, what you do, man. Yeah, so I, uh, I started playing music. I mean, that's not even... I, I have to... This is a... A loaded question here. I guess. <laughs> I grew up in Kansas City, right outside. My family is from Kansas City. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad's my dad's side's Mexican, so they you know came up in you know the early 1900s and and moved into the Kansas City and you know planted their roots. And my family you know started there. My my mom and dad met when they were 16, 17 years old. So uh, both of them were not musical, like instrument wise or uh, um, you know vocally, yeah. but they did. Um, they listened. The house was always playing music growing up. <laughs> yeah, and man. so, you know, I, my grandparents were big gospel lovers and, and country music lovers. So, um, I took a liking to that and, uh, it, it wasn't before long that I started, you know, playing around the house, acting like I was, El- I was Elvis. Cause I love Elvis <laughs> Presley. And, you you um, reference Elvis a lot. In your music I do. Too. I'm glad you picked yeah. up on that. Cause that's yeah. one of the things I, um, I wanted to do and I'll get to that. It just, yeah, for sure. It is, uh, something i think a little easter egg because he's such a pivotal (laughs) part of my life um it was the moment when i heard him i was like oh i want to play music that's awesome and um i get that yeah yeah i totally get that for for me it was because i i don't know how much background they they gave before you came here but like for i i also like a singer songwriter and do stuff like that not nearly as much as i used to but like uh for, for me it was like as soon as i started hearing like Dave Matthews and, and yeah. John Mayer and like Santana even I was like yeah. I, w- I want to do this thing yeah. like I feel that drive for sure it is um it's music is something it's it is the universal language but uh especially country music I think that there's there's nothing like the storytelling in country music and and you are 
I, I, I find your music to be deeply more authentic than a lot of country music is. Well, thank you. Right now. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting. And I think it's this conversation that we tend to kind of have that country music now gets lost in like the, the broness of it all. Mm. And I don't really find that as much with, with your music. It feels more like, you know, your own experiences and like you have actually like yeah. taken the time to craft songs based on who you are personally and, and what it is that you have, have gone through yeah. in, your, in your life. I mean, it's, does that kind of ring true to your, your songwriting style? Yeah. I mean, um, I think I, when I was in high school, I, I took a girl on a date. She was, she was, I was a sophomore in high school. She was a freshman in college at the University of Missouri. So Whoa. I thought I was really cool, right? <laughs> that was really cool. Um, Cooler than I've ever been. You know, and, and I just thought I was too cool for school, yeah. um, which is why I did not go to college. <laughs> no, I, um, I, went to, uh, I went to a concert up there in, in Columbia, Missouri, which is two hours away. I remember having to ask my mom to borrow gas money so I can take this girl. And uh, I, I'm glad I went. Because I, I walked in there and this guy named Sam Hunt was playing. Yeah. And people can say anything they want about Sam, but the one thing you can't take away from that guy in his music is uh, his songwriting. Yeah. I love sure. the music. I love production. I love everything about him. Yeah. But, you know, some people are very opinionated about it. And I, I understand it, but he was such a massive moment for country music. And right then and there, when I saw all the girls starting to turn, when I heard Elvis, I knew I wanted to play music. When I saw Sam Hunt play in Montevallo, had just come out, this would be 20, 2014, 2013, 2014, I knew, I was like, I'm going to be a performer. That's I'm going to play man. music for the rest of my life. And when I saw all the girls freaking out, I was like, <laughs> I know he's doing something right. And, and hey, it's why we get into it sometimes is we do it for the ladies. It's and not entirely untrue. I, <laughs> I still do it for the ladies. So I, I love I love country music, but his storytelling, and to answer your question, and the statement was, yeah, storytelling and country music is what makes me uh, love it. And and. I cut outside songs. There's a lot of great songs in Nashville and the bro country thing, you know, it works for some people, um, or bro country, whatever that I mean, it defines, I think. Like, it, 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 yeah. And I think I use that term a little bit looser and I, and I think oh, I, I, yeah, you I mean, know, and it, it gets thrown around very derogatory. Well, it's already out there. Well. It's, it's already out there. Luke yeah. Bryan, for instance, was the inventor of the bro country, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think bro, I like there's different types of bro country. Um, he just happens to be a very authentic form of bro country. Yeah. He is really good at knowing what his audience wants yeah. and he gives it to him. I, I saw him in 2019 yeah. in Louisville. They had a, uh, a festival that's not come back yet due to COVID and everything else called a uh, hometown rising. Mm -hmm. um, and he was, he was one of the headliners along with Dwight Yoakam, like yeah. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam, who's just a legend, at least in, in Kentucky, yeah. you know, country music scenes. And then there's Luke Bryan right next to him. And you're kind of like, Oh, okay, I get it. Like, you know, people do really find him to be extremely authentic and mm -hmm. everything. And he's, he's fun. More he's than an anything, incredible he's performer. Fun. He's an entertainer. Yeah. And that yeah. is, uh, what I wanted to be. I had to figure out when I moved to Nashville, I'm like, do I want to be a songwriter? Do I want to be singer songwriter? Or do I want to be an entertainer? Yeah. Or do I want to try to be all three? And I just kind of figured, <laughs> um, you know, any business is going to run the best when you focus on one thing yeah. and one thing only. And you let that grow. And I think for me, I just want to be an entertainer. And I, I obviously I'm a songwriter and I write a lot of my own stuff, but yeah, 
when I can get to the point where I can cut nothing but outside songs, you, there's so many great songs in Nashville, and I think that's yeah. what makes the fabric so great. Was was that the kind of turning point for you, where you figured out where you fit into everything moving to Nashville? Yeah, I, yeah. I think you know you go from Kansas City, you know, and you're a, a big fish in a tiny pond. Yeah. And then you get to Nashville and you are the smallest fish in the small or yeah. the largest pond. And there's so many people climbing and you, you take 50 steps forward and you get knocked back to 120 and you just have to yeah. keep chewing the dirt. And, um, you'll never know when that moment will hit. Yeah. You, you know, like I had a massive, massive single during COVID that blew up everything for me. And, uh, you know, it when that when the time ends for it, and it, you know, it fell off the playlist because it was on there for ten months. You know, people have to get new music, and yeah. um, I, you know, we we I dragged my feet on putting out new music, and and it it knocked me back a little bit, and then I had to work twenty times harder to get it back. It, it is, yeah, and th- taking that break from putting out songs or, or really just doing what people consider to be, you know, your thing, yeah, for for a long time. I mean, it it is hard to bounce back from but content too is is tough yeah you know because tiktok when covid hit it was like the thing (laughs) i had no idea how to do it i still don't know how to do it i mean i have a great following on there but it was but are you doing it you're not doing like tiktok dances or anything no yeah i'm not against it but i just don't do it yeah yeah exactly i mean but that's i think that lends itself to inauthenticity right you know and being inauthentic and i mean if if it's not on brand for you then why pursue that right. in any capacity? But I, I gotta ask, circling back to Elvis, is the Elvis tattoo line is that is that true? Do you actually yeah. have an Elvis tattoo? Well, um, yeah. So on my inside arm, I have his autograph. Not that's, I didn't really actually cool. get his autograph, well, you, obviously, you, yeah, but yeah. he's got one of the most iconic signatures. I got his signature. My mom's name. My whole family's Elvis fans, but my mom's name's Lisa Marie. Wow. And, and so I have the font from the Lisa Marie airplane because yeah. that's Elvis' daughter's name. Yeah. Have that on my forearm. And then I got How Great Thou Art on my whole arm. So Dude, that's awesome. It's a, it's an ongoing thing. I think I get carried away a little bit too much with it. But I do love Elvis, and he is <laughs> um, the ultimate entertainer. Talk about How Great Thou Art. It is, it, it, were you raised pretty Christian as well? Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely. My mom's side was more spiritual. My dad's side, definitely Christian. And... Um, yeah, can't go wrong with Jesus. I, I'm a big fan. <laughs> he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's he's got some he got some pretty good things That's going right. for him. That's and everything. right. How how great they are too is one of one of I think probably my favorite worship songs. Yeah, I mean that's just it's yep. up there. It's my favorite. It's up there, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's uh, let's talk to um, about specifically mm-hmm. cocktail conversations. Yeah, because that is just I mean you know of course this is my bourbon podcast we got to talk about bourbon yeah at least a little bit yeah. you know um so let, let's start out with uh talking about the inception of of that song and yeah. then i also have to pick your brain on what you're typically drinking and you know mm-hmm. even what your preferred bourbon of choice might be yeah <laughs> um well don't judge me if it's not if it's not a good bourbon dude i i there is absolutely no okay. judgment All i right. mean at, there is a a whiskey for everybody I, as I, far as i'm concerned i think it's pretty good i mean it's 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 not cheap it's uh jefferson's reserve jefferson's so is really good i man. love jefferson's ocean and jefferson's reserve yeah uh, i remember i think i liked it because my grandpa always drank it and so yeah. that made me like okay well i just know it i'm familiar with it that's that's how um, so many i mean like my dad is a maker's mark drinker yeah and so like i think that probably was the first bourbon i ever yeah tried and then you know here i am <laughs> i i love 
the the palate that I'm starting to grow because yeah, I, you know, when you're younger, it's just like wine and beer; it all tastes the same, yeah. right? Cigars taste the same, mm-hmm. and then you start developing your palate for it, and the next thing you know, you find yourself, you know. Oh, this one's a little salty. This one's more sweet. This yeah. one's smooth. This one's harsh. This one burns. You know. Yeah. Um, but going back to cocktail conversations, I did base the song off. I had the title on my phone for a long time because I do love bourbon. I love whiskey. Yeah. I like cigars. Anything kind of a little bit more classic and timeless. And so, uh, I uh, when I wrote the song, I, I I wrote it with two guys that. Nobody else wanted to write it. Nobody else wanted to uh, put it out or write it in the room. And the second I wrote it, I just knew I had something that was really important to me. Yeah. And uh, I had some true little statements in there. Elvis tattoo. Yeah. You know. You've got a you've got a couple of glasses in front of you. Okay. Hand me just one of them. Got it. I'll give you a little. So this was a uh, this was a pick of Eagle Rare. Um, that a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine, friends of mine, excuse me, yeah. did um, middle of last year. Uh, it's just over 10 years old. It's like 10 years, three oh, months. That smells great. Yeah. That smells great. I mean, it is. We are ringing in noontime. It's five right, o'clock somewhere. Right as we're... <laughs> Always. <laughs> With the uh, first pour of the day. I was, a, I was very... Uh... I was intoxicated last night. Yeah, <laughs> I had a good time. Take your, take your time with it. We're then. we're, uh, yeah. we're playing these college bars, so you know tomorrow's Indianapolis and it's a tin roof. So oh, okay, I, yeah. I assume it's going to be pretty wild. And then yeah. tonight's Austin City Saloon. So you never know what to expect. But I know last night I played there in the fall, and you just know you're in for a treat. So <laughs> cheers, cheers, man. Oh wow. What's that called again? Eagle Rare. It's from Buffalo Trace. Oh, I love Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a... Oh, man, that's great. I had a couple of friends who they both own... Well, one of them doesn't anymore, but uh, separate restaurants or uh-huh. inns. And they've always wanted to do a pick together. And I just kind of brought it up on a podcast one day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we have to do that. Like, we have to get that together. And sure enough, within like a month or two... After saying that, they had a picket. Oh, Buffalo Trace. Even like the warmth but, is like starting to like it, it's like warming up your. It's that's cool. Yeah, it's just nice. Honestly, I might too. I might take that before I go on stage. You know, like some that's like feels like something I would drink. Cause like Jack, yeah. Jack, you're not gonna get that nice little warm burn right after. <laughs> it just burns all the time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and uh, yeah. I, I the only Jack product that I really like is their barrel proof. Never had it. It's. Is it good? It'll get you. Really? I, they, I mean, it, it goes anywhere from like 120 to 140 proof. Mm. So it'll it'll knock you out if you're not ready for it. Well, but I haven't had a, a knockout <laughs> just yet. I've been trying to trying to hold myself back. Maybe maybe tomorrow night will be the night. Yeah. Actually, I'll take it back. Tonight will be the night. Tonight's going to be the night? So yeah. can you explain Lexington to me? I've never I've only passed yeah, through sure. here, but uh, my, I grew up around horses and stuff. So yeah. what is... Where's the horse racing track? Where's that at? And then also, there's a place. I've been. I'm a big ghost fan. I like ghost like stories yeah. and stuff. There's a place called Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Uh-huh. Where's it at? That is in Louisville. It's in Louisville. Kentucky. Yeah, which okay. is about an, an hour. Okay. Northwest. I want to go so bad, dude. If if you are on the way up to Indy, that is right along the way. I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go. But so the the horse track Keeneland. Yes. Um, and they're they're finishing up this meet. Um, they, they've got 
their spring and their fall meets just because it gets too hot in the summer and too cold mm -hmm. in the winters to run the horses. Um, but it's just on like the very edge of Lexington before you get to, and I kid you not, this is what the name of the town is, even though it's spelled Versailles, Versailles. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we have one of those in Missouri too. Do you have a Versailles yeah, in Missouri? Like, like the Ozarks. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that, mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a really, really cool place. And I mean, it, it's, you know, very much a place for, for people and an excuse for people to get dressed up and, you know, day drink and everything. But I mean, it, it is a cultural staple of it central sure Kentucky. Is. We had that in Tennessee too, the steeplechase stuff. Oh, and yeah. where everybody wears the big hats and it, where everybody wants to be rich for a day. Yeah. Well, we're, we're just about to hit the, the Derby too next, next Saturday. Where's the Kentucky Derby at? It's in Louisville. Okay. Yeah. That's it's right. at Churchill Downs. Oh, that's right. Churchill so, Downs. And it, yeah. it, I saw that uh, War Admiral Lane was. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that is a, uh, I, I recognize that name of the horse. So. Most most of the, the streets in this neighborhood, and I'm not going to dox myself or anything, but sure, most sure. of them are named after either like horse races or particular horses. Like our, our street, our main drag is named after a particular, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a particular run. Again, I don't want to dox myself, sure. but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very much ingrained in, in what we do around here, but it's a fabric. I like it. Yeah. I and, love horses. And I, I didn't get to show you before we, we came in here, but our, our backyard backs up to a, um, uh, a, a stud farm okay. as well. Yeah. So they've, they've got a bunch of. You know, in the spring, we see all the all the foals and everything. It's crazy. Yeah, it's around. a money market because I've I've heard about horses selling for twelve million dollars, twenty million dollars. Yeah. Like that's nothing. Well, every time that so American Pharaoh is still um, being used to stud. Um, he's out at a farm in Versailles. Uh, every time that that they, they have armed guards around him too. Yeah, right. But every every time that he studs, it's two hundred fifty k. Like the the you're not. The amount of money that you make actually running their horse is nothing compared to if they're good and you actually like get to sire <laughs> sire yeah. them out. I mean, that's that's where the money is. And I mean, people will pay for it. Saudi too. Arabia, too. I mean, a lot of yeah, like the uh -huh. princes and stuff will come over and, and buy and, the horses. Yeah. And, stuff. and they they have plenty of, of farms around here, too. But I mean, it's. It is very much <laughs> Kentucky, yeah. despite the fact that there are other folks who come in and and participate in it as well. But I, we got a little bit off track from no, no. Um, from it's a, it's a, hey, it is a uh, conversation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, we're living the song. Out That's here. right. That's right. <laughs> I'm a I'm a so cocktail. I mean, we put it out, and it, you know, it. In comparison to streams, it's nowhere close to between you and me, but. Cocktail conversations is the one that the crowd sings back to me every night. That's really cool. That's cool to watch. Yeah, um, it's a great song. I like it. I will yeah. always stand by it. That that line, um, excuse me if I if I quoted incorrectly, but you ask her, "What are you doing here alone?" Mm -hmm. She goes, "I'm not alone." There was something about that where it's boy I ain't here alone. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was just something about that line where I was like, "Oh, like that's when I got the song." Gotcha. You know what I mean? Good. Like well, not, hey. not that like it, it, it wasn't that I, I wasn't into it or that I didn't understand what the message was, but yeah. like that line was like, that's what tied it together. Mm -hmm. That was the, 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 like the focal point, the argument <laughs> as it were, that the song was kind of making that you are always kind of with somebody mm -hmm. 
and you are you are never alone if you're sharing conversation and drink yeah. together. Yeah. Um, and it, it really does make friends out of strangers very quickly, mm-hmm. very very quickly. Yeah. Too. Yeah, and, and it's got that little thing at the very end where it's like you got to look in your eye, telling me you want me to take you home. Yeah. It's got a little bit of sex in there too. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's got it, man. It's got everything. Yeah. It seems like it's yeah. got everything. But I, I yeah, I I think that that song is definitely so so accessible for people. But yeah, between you and me, like that's a conversation I, too. Yeah, and yeah. and like the second time that I, I heard that song through, I was like, I already felt like I had known that song for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of resonated with me. I feel like, and I think that's something that as a songwriter, you're always kind of yeah. reaching for that. You know, you want to create something that's infinitely timeless mm-hmm. for for people. I mean, do do you get what is the song, I guess, that gets shouted the most at you to play out of your repertoire? Cocktail. Yeah? Yeah, definitely Cocktail or Between You and Me. Yeah. Yeah. Do, how how often do you get Freebird yelled at you? Never. The good. You know, I will say I, I have <laughs> never had that. Maybe I take that back. Back when I was like probably 16 or 17 in the bars and stuff like that, yeah. I had that. But um, and, you're, and you're how old now? 25. Okay. So I'm I'm 28. We're not too yeah. too far off in, in age and everything. But um, there's there was a long time where I could not go like one show without somebody in the back yelling Freebird. And I was like, it's not happening. Hey, I still like Freebird though. I, I, oh, that's a great song. It always cracks me up, but yeah, it's a 13 minute song. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a good song. We went to go see uh, Chris Stapleton yeah. this past weekend and he did it. He actually did a Freebird tease before one of his songs. Yeah. And we were like, there was a second where we were all kind of looking at each other like, is he really about to do Freebird for 15 straight minutes? And, you know, he led into... He probably would crush it, though. He absolutely would, he man. Would smash it. Yeah. Willie Nelson opened for him, too, which was... That's crazy to even think about. I know, I bet, right? I bet Chris probably in his head was like, this is too weird. The fact that he's opening for me. Yeah, they they all are apparently... So Cheryl Crow was on the, on the bill as well, and they're apparently all touring together. Um, And so it was Cheryl, <laughs> Willie, and then Chris. And it was it was very strange seeing Willie open for for Chris Stapleton, but I mean, the guy's so old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was fortunate enough to interview his his granddaughter okay. a, a couple of years ago, and I asked her, "Have you ever played Trigger? Like, have you ever sat down and played Willie's guitar?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just a you know a magical moment to sit down with that historical guitar." And then we got done. <laughs> recording and she's like do you guys want to come smoke weed with us yeah i i have a story about that so i played um i played in maui at the songwriter festival out there Mm -hmm. and it was very very few people we did a private house party and uh i got off the plane we went straight to this to the hotel and then we went straight to this house party that is only like 100 people and it was a massive mansion um and i was really really in awe like oh my god this is so crazy and uh, so it was m- myself, a girl named Cassie Ashton, mm-hmm. and then uh, Marin Morris, Luke Dick, and then Lucas Nelson. So you all walking in together? Well, no, we yeah we were and Miranda Lambert was there. We were all kind of like hanging out in this little back bedroom area right before we had to go in yeah. there and play. And so was was this when Miranda was still dating Anderson East too? No, no, no. This is when she, she's with her, her current guy. Oh, okay. Um, so this is only two years ago. Oh, okay. And, uh, I, I walked straight out there cause I was the first person to play and I played cocktail conversations and I walk out there 
sit down, grab the guitar, put it in my lap, and then I start playing, and I look up, and right in the front row, there's only, mentioned, there's only 100 people here. Yeah. Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, like uh, Woody Harrelson, <laughs> right? Right, I know. What I, is I this magical place? Almost. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, next thing you know, I look up, and there's Willie Nelson and Chris Christopherson sitting right next to each other in the front row, and they both had their legs crossed, and they're looking right at me, just watching me, and... I stopped playing. I like I kept singing, but my hand wouldn't work. I was shaking so hard. And um you can see like Willie gave me this nod of like, yeah, it's all right, buddy. You're gonna do it. You're good, you're good. Because I sounded all right. I just I couldn't play. My hand was so shaking. And um I was in absolute shock. It was really cool. That's amazing. And he gave me a standing ovation after and I thought and everybody did, and I thought that was really just an honorary moment. That's cool. incredible. It felt I felt on top of the world and I the whole festival was great, but that one night, that one moment is what I've always thought about. The, the recognition from somebody like Willie. Uh, yeah. Just... Well, and his son, too. I hung out with his son, and, and we were drinking, and he's such a cool dude. He goes, man, you smoke weed. <laughs> no, I don't smoke weed. He's like, well, go talk to that girl right over there. She's uh, She runs the Willie's Reserve. I don't smoke pot. Yeah. I'm not against it. I just, just don't, don't do it. Yeah. And uh, she... She offered all these different kind of strains, ones like lemon flavor, yeah. all these different things, way beyond my my knowledge. But uh, it seemed interesting. It smelled good. I don't think I've ever, and I might. I'm gonna leave it. Um, we were we were on a trip out west, mm-hmm. and it's it's not legal in Kentucky currently. Mm-hmm. It, they're working on medical and everything. I feel like it'd be the last one because it's you know right here. In the Bible Belt, we're getting there. Yeah, um, but we were we were passing through Colorado as well. We stopped for dinner, and so I walked like two two blocks back to their dispensary, and they're like, "What do you you know? Do you know what you want or anything?" And I was like, "I'm pretty open to suggestion." And like the first two things that they pulled out were <laughs> Willie's strains, and I was like, "Yes, that's that is coming home with me mm-hmm. absolutely." And it was. It's good stuff. It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have a I have a really bad back. <clears throat> like I yeah. really messed with my back. I played rugby growing up, and um, and then got car crashed, you know, a year ago, and so my back's just not right. It's just yeah. I I can't hardly sleep recently. Yeah, and uh, I've 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 thought about trying it because I, yeah. I I have hit it, done it once, and it did make me completely like pain free. I have I have for a re- night, and then yeah. I woke up in the morning and it hurt. But. I have really really bad anxiety. And like that's see, it one gives of the, me anxiety. Does it? It does. I think I have an allergic that's, reaction to it though, because it makes me feel sick every time I do it. That's like I'm gonna throw up. That's a perfect excuse not to, <laughs> yeah. not to get on. But I mean, like gummies give me the spins and pop. Wow. Like leaf actually makes me like throw have, up. Have you tried just CBD? I have. I don't notice anything. Yeah, and maybe I'm not getting. Maybe I should get the stuff with the THC in it. But yeah, um, the the this the calming of CBD is what I look for the most with it. And I mean, I can feel a very significant difference just because I'm such an anxious person right. that once it, once it hits, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good for the night. But you know, there's always bourbon in the, in the meantime. I, you too. know, uh, I've also learned that like, uh, 
cigars have just been my thing. That's just kind of been Dude, my I love cigars. I do yeah. too, and I sound like I smoked like four of them yesterday, but I only smoked, <laughs> only smoked one. <laughs> That's also because you had a show last I night. I had a show last night. I'm also trying yeah. to like rest my voice a little bit. Yeah. So I talk at this kind of like mellow. <laughs> but uh, usually I'm way more amped up. I'm like, what's up, man? How are you? But right <laughs> well, before the show, I got to be for it. the show tonight, though. That's right. So I, I am genuinely thinking I probably will come out. Good. And, you should, man. You yeah, we'll take good care play. of you. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it. I hope that, it's packed yeah. and, and I'm hearing good things so far. So we'll see. You just like I said, when you're when you're coming up and you're you're on the you're on the rise and or on the decline, you know, um, you never know what to expect. This is my first time in Lexington. So if it's packed. I'll be happy. Yeah. And then 99% chance that they might not know who I am. And sometimes you go to a place and they know every words to your songs. And yeah. it's just the weirdest thing. So hopefully that's one of those places. And if not, then, you know, we'll make them a fan. That's what happens, man. That's right. Dude, I appreciate you so Thanks much. Thanks for having me on. Me. Yeah, yeah it's been a lot of fun. Um, you guys go check out Roman's music. You're just at Roman Alexander on most uh, social media. Yeah, as Roman well. Alexander Music uh, yeah. on Instagram. It's my most active platform. And then, yeah, Roman Alexander Official on, on TikTok. Yeah. Um, whatever the kids are using these days. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's weird plugging TikTok. Well, it's it, crazy. You know. I, I, um, I, you know, I'm 25, but I feel so much older than I am because I've had to grow up so much, you mm-hmm. know, doing what I do. And, um, I, you know, last night I was in a college town, and tonight I am, and you meet these kids, and it's like, we're almost the same age. Yeah. Not that they're immature, it's just like, I feel like I should be kind of where they are. I, yeah, I totally But I had that. to grow up so much quicker, and I kind of feel bad for myself, because it's like, I wish I would have had that time to enjoy it, but I know when I get older... I will be thankful for that. Yeah, so. I totally get it, man. Yeah. Totally get it. Guys, go check out Roman's music. Uh, thank you again for sitting yeah, down. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it's been a lot it. of fun. Eric, it's time for a review. We got a review. What's this review that we're reviewing? Review. <laughs> it's finally the Four Roses Limited Edition 2021 bottle. Yes. Um, I don't know what it is. I have not been able to get samples of the Four Roses LEs over the past couple of years. Um, despite the fact that other podcasts and media outlets have done so, but that's fine for roses. I just, uh, you know, right. I just we need to know what's whole, up. We got a whole freaking bottle right We got a whole freaking okay. bottle. We got a so, whole freaking bottle. But I just want to know, like, what, do I need to do it earlier? Do I need to, you know, automatically be on the list? Or what's what's the deal here? But Is anyway, there a Eric. Mellow Moments Media <laughs> Media Club. The media package for Mellow, mellow Media. Club. Anyway, Eric, you have the bottle. You poured me a little bit when you ran by the house earlier. But tell me about the stats on this Four Roses LE. This is the Small Batch 2021 release. It's 57.1%. and 104.2 proof. Yes. Um, it has a bunch of... It has tasting notes on the back. I don't Skip know... Em. Skip them. Skip the tasting I'm not notes. looking at them. Um, this is bottle 7170 of 14,880. They had 14,000 uh, bottles and they couldn't send us a 200 mil sample. Yes. I, they do say sediment from the barrel may be present in this non-chill filtered bourbon. It is so dark. But I don't have the, uh, the exact recipe, um, numbers or what they put in it. Let's look it up then. It is a good color though. Like I can't tell through because of the fire. The fire in the background right now is just going through it. But <sighs> dude, it smells so good. Oh man, there is a 
there are some old whiskeys that go into this. Okay. A 16-year-old OBSV, a 14-year-old OBSQ, a 12-year-old OESK, and a 16-year-old OESV. Mm. Damn. So, so mostly like 16-year-old whiskey, I guess, but at, at the very least, like a 12-year-old product going into this. Um, I have not had this in a while, but what do you think about it compared to the 20-year-old single barrel that we, we had towards the end of last year? I think you can definitely tell one is a single barrel and one is a blended product, if that makes sense. Like, you know, when you smell like a single barrel, you get a little bit more heat on the nose. Yeah. You, it kind of comes right at you. You're like, that's a single barrel. There's nothing else yeah. there. This, this is like somebody, this is like a buffet. Somebody just put out a buffet of bourbon and you're yeah. just smelling it all at once. Dude, this, this smells like it needs to go with a cigar. I, I mean, know. straight up, this this needs a cigar with it. It smells so good. It I, just it, smells it, so I, good. I feel like I'm in Jake's Cigar Bar here in, uh, well, I guess it's just on the outside of Lexington in uh, Nicholasville. But it, it smells very tobacco-y. It's, 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 yeah, I don't even smoke cigars, and it reminds me of a cigar. It's like cigar and... Reese cup and i feel like i yeah. got on on that 20 on the it's a little the, it, oddly enough it's a little corny sorry no you're fine i smell a Reese cup but it's like it's like when you I open a Reese cup yeah it, it's, it's not even it, like it's not even like when you bite into one and you smell peanut butter and chocolate it's like the wrapper yeah it's kind of has that fume it's, of like it's peanut waxy. butter and chocolate yeah but that tobacco, no, man. That's a that's a. I dig, I dig it, dude. It's a really, really good nose. I mean, that's the little Debbie of cigars right there. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a freaking cigar cupcake. <laughs> oh boy, it is dry. It is dry and oaky. Oh, there's a lot of oak on that. Mm-hmm. Some like very a, dark fruits. It's like like dark fruits f that were covered in dark chocolate. I was going to say, it's like oaky. It's like dark chocolate peanuts. Yeah. Like peanuts dipped in dark chocolate. But like, there's not a big finish on it. No, it, it, it evaporates pretty quickly and it just kind of leaves behind the the alcohol, the ethanol of it. I think the finish is easily the weakest part of this though. Oh man. If if this had a bigger finish on it, it would be spectacular. I'm even getting like some um snickerdoodle on uh like kind of around the mid palate. It's yeah. like it starts out kind of peanutty, uh, dark chocolate, like you said, but then there's like this kind of snickerdoodle cookie, like you just open the oven, you're yeah, taste tasting that smell in your mouth, if that makes sense. I I like it a lot. Mm. It's I think it's as as far as like 
what it should be based on the components. I think it's punching a little bit above its weight class as well. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I would be more inclined to think it's so dry and it's so oaky. I would be more inclined to think that this is like a 20 year old or above product. This is like a 23, 23 year old four roses. Like if you've had a 22, 23 year old product. Yeah. And it's not, it's not bad. It's just no. the, the oakiness of it is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, if you do not like Oak, this is not going to be for you at all. Um, this is definitely something that if you were setting up a tasting for somebody and you were kind of going through like different waves of like bourbon and stuff and you're like, do you want to know what Oak tastes like? Yeah. Like, let me pour a little bit of this, this for you. This is Oak. I mean, <laughs> look, I mean, like, I, I wish you could see, like, you can kind of see the legs just like dripping down on that right there. Like, oh my goodness. It's so viscous. That's pretty special. Oh wow! I think that, dude. I like even even as I'm starting to get into it more, I'm starting to feel like it's kind of prime ribby. Dude, uh, it's like a barbecue sauce. Yeah, I I think that it could. There is like a sweet like kind of like I've had a, a barbecue. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it almost like when that barbecue sauce. On some ribs, kind of caramelizes a little bit. Yeah, kind of get yeah, that sweet sure. savory note too. Oh, I think man. this is a like almost the perfect example of what it would be like to pair a a steak with a bourbon, and I think that this oh, is yeah. it, this is the the prime ideal whiskey to throw into that. That you know, and and a lot of people go for. You know, uh, a single malt or a scotch or, or something that's got a little bit more heft to it or feels a little bit more manly in some some aspects. But I th- I think that this in and of itself is like <laughs> it's it it could easily be the thing that you you have with like a really good cut of beef i mean like i'm even thinking about the the wagyu that you cooked for us i was getting ready to say you get a you get something that has a lot of like marbling and like that fat that runs through it yep like that fat like when you pair steaks and whiskey like i've said this before when when i was doing the uh steak and stave like if you want to get like a lean piece of meat, you want to get something that's almost a bourbon or a whiskey that's almost like adding like a rub to it. You want something spicy, hot. You want something like almost on borderline yeah. and dry. But you get like a piece of Wagyu or some a really good New York strip that's got good marbling. That fat in the middle of that meat is going to like absorb a lot of things. And like you can take sweet and you can take dark chocolate and you can take the oak. And it will just mingle and mix with all that. And this, like you said, like we've went through different phases of just tasting this. And like that's the, like this would, this would yeah. be perfect with a Wagyu. Yeah. I, mm. <laughs> I really like this on its own, but I think that it's going to shine once you actually put it up with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, we do have a review system of nose palette finish and price on the show. 
each category is out of five, and each category adds up to a total score out of 20, which you can multiply by five and see what we think about it out of 100. So, math is fun. Eric, nose, price, uh, the nose, that, that one. What do you think about it? <laughs> nose, four. I think this is... Yeah, this is a, it's almost I, a perfect nose. Like, I'm giving it's almost it a four point five, dude. <laughs> yeah, like it's like you said. I don't smoke cigars, but hanging out with people who, while they're smoking them and talking to them, I love the the smell and like this is like little Debbie cigar on the nose, like whatever yeah. that is. I I love this. It, it's it's so bold and so rich on the nose, and I I think that it is. A characteristic, a character trait that you don't normally get in a lot of bourbons. And I, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that this is special. It is mm -hmm. very, very special. Um, so I'm going to go 4.5 on the nose. Nice. Uh, palette, it goes a little bitter with that, that oakiness for me. Um Overall, I, I like the potential behind it, if that makes sense. But I think that it probably is served better in conjunction with something else. I'm going to give it a 3.5, which I, I feel like is being a little bit more critical of it than somebody needs to be. I, I gave it a 4, kind of the same. Like I like it. And like you said, I love the potential because I'm thinking like, what can I pair with this? Like, this would be phenomenal. But there's this, I kind of like the bitterness because it's like a dark chocolate bitter. Um, and it makes me want to have just a little bit more because it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, so no, absolutely. I, I'm going just a little bit. I'm going to four just because I like that little bit of weird bitterness that it has. And like you said, the potential of the pairing aspect well we we so far have the same score so i think the finish and the price are going to be where we kind of differ remind me again uh just so i can think about it and so the the listener as well has a good idea of where we're coming from the price on this is what like 110 right well, I won. This was uh, I won it. I, I paid for it. You I won, won the, you right won the to chance buy to buy it. Exactly. Uh, this was in a total wine lottery, and I paid one eighty for this. What's what's MSRP I don't know. though? I, let me let me look real quick. You look at that. Yeah, I paid one eighty. This was my total wine price was one eighty. Uh, one fifty is the MSRP. Okay. So I was so. I was a little bit off, but not. I feel like in the past it's been like that. Yeah. I you and you definitely I think that that is easily an acceptable amount of money to pay for this. This at this is a pour that if I pour it and drink it it tastes the price range. Like I feel like this is a, like I said it's yeah, special. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would probably pay a little bit more for it actually. So Do you, do you think though that there's anything it's similarly priced? that could i uh, you know that could compete with this and and like i'm thinking about the heaven hill 17 year 
<laughs> the the heritage collection or whatever it was. That I mean, that is, was that people was are what going crazy. That thing is going for like what fourteen hundred dollars on secondary right now. Let me. Uh, what was it? Two fifty. I don't remember. People are loving it though. I uh, MSRP two seventy five. Two seventy five. So this but is. I, a, as far as like comparing the two of them, I think that if you are paying, uh, but see, even still, that's like a hundred bucks more to get the seventeen year. Um, I think the seventeen year is probably a better product overall. Am I am I crazy for thinking that? No, that seventeen year was in its own league. Yeah, I'll be honest. So, so but, where do we kind of place time, this? I mean, it, is this within the you know twelve year old? Uh, WLW and George T. Stag releases. This I is think. definitely on BTAC level. Yeah, I think. Uh, but but uh, okay, let me let, let me let's back up a little bit. The finish, I think, is probably the most lackluster part of this. I um, wish it had a better finish. Yes, I do too. I think finish. it goes a little bit astringent and a little bit bitter, and I I think. I don't know. It's still kind of presenting like some cedar and oaky notes and there's a little bit of like maple syrup, but it's overwhelmingly like just just bitter on the on the finish, which I hate. I want it to be so much more. Um I don't even know if it to me it's not like I like the bitter, but like it's just short. Like I feel like this should yeah, be like lasting. Yeah. yeah. I gave it a three. I I I was battling with it as well but i think that i'm going to give it a three two okay so uh i think we have the same score 11 right now right yeah now. we we definitely have an 11 uh but at the msrp of 150 i mean it, it, it but here's the thing the four roses le products can be so hit and miss yeah right i mean like they they have not had Big time winners oh, over the past few years, but <coughs> excuse me, they have had products that have been acceptable at the very least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, at one fifty, I still, I still I, think where where Four Roses shines is all those single barrels. Yeah, and 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 I do think that the uh, the small batch select is their best core product yeah i really really do i think that that bottle is phenomenal across the board um i i want the small batch le's to be better um if we're talking about just kind of across the board how they have been you know one way or another i'm going to give it a 3.5 <laughs> did you also give it a 3.5 I already added it up. Like, <laughs> because I was like, it's a great price. Like, I, I drink this and I'm not. There's just other things I want. I'm not mad that I paid that much for it. Um, yeah. I think this, if this was about a 120, like, it would probably be a lot higher yeah, for me. Yeah, I agree. But, but yeah, like, it's great. It's special, especially on the nose. Like, you want to give somebody something to taste some oak. This is where it's at. I just, if that finish was a little bit longer and made me like, like that, if the finish was special, like the nose was, 
I, it would be almost fours and fives across the board. Yeah. If that makes sense. For sure. Um, so we both had 14.5 out of 20. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> way to go us, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if you see this, you should definitely grab it. Um, let's do a pretty quick tips and bits before we, we wrap up the show. I'm sorry that we have to, uh, kind of rush through a little bit of this, but parental duties are calling the both it's of us. True. Yes. I would say. Uh, what is a thing that you want to recommend to people this week that is not Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> yes, that's coming. That's a whole different subject. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do that separately. Uh, I'm all like, it's been a lot of anime for me lately. There is a okay. Uh, well, just knock my mic over. There's a new anime movie on Netflix called Bubble. Um, beautiful art, amazing soundtrack, very emo. <laughs> Uh, storyline basically Tokyo's underwater and these kids are parkouring around and there's this like natural disaster happening that's all you have to say Jeez. great movie bubble on Netflix kind of sounds like uh, Akira kind of it's like Akira but yeah. like a love story and there's parkour oh, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Final season of Attack on Titan has ended, but there's also wow. a third part of the final season that we have to wait for. So we are now waiting for the third part. So it's of the not final over. Se- no, no, we're on. We're we're waiting for the third part of the Shut final up. season. <laughs> That's so, so obnoxious. So anyway, uh, One Piece is has they just had episode one thousand fifteen, and Perry, let me tell you, like. It's such a consistent show. I've watched every episode, and they just had one of the most amazing episodes of the entire run, and it was in episode a thousand like fifteen. So, One Piece, love it. Um, and then there's a newish anime out on Crunchyroll called Spy Family that I highly recommend. It sounds um, familiar at the very least. Uh, it's there's only like four episodes out right now. Basically a James Bond type, the best spy you've seen, has to uh, save this nation. In order to do that, he has to pretend he has a family. So he adopts a little kid who then has also like some special powers. And then he has to find a mom to pretend that they're a whole family. And he ends up finding this girl that he likes, but she turns out to be an assassin. But none of them know each other's secret so the whole time you're watching this pretty much super spy assassin family act like a family and they have no idea that any of them have these powers of their own awesome it's so good so good spy family on crunchyroll and that is my anime recommendations All of all of your tips and or bits. Yes. Um, I am going to go the route of YouTube this week. Um, our, I would say, probably mutually favorite YouTube slash podcast creator, Mr. Sunday Movies, yes. uh, has been doing some incredible work recently. Uh, they are in the middle of doing a it, it's it's a six-week series on the star wars prequels oh man uh, I and it. i yes. i have not watched today's episode yet uh but it's 
Uh, they're doing one uh, one week on for uh, prequel video games, one week on for uh, the the actual prequel movie, and then kind of alternating throughout. Yeah. Um, and this week they are doing <laughs> the episode three Revenge of the Sith video. I games. just I just like listened to Attack of the Clones on uh, while I was working out. So their attack I, it's it's weird hearing mm-hmm. somebody say that they have come around to Attack of the Clones because I still think, and I mean I hate Solo. I think Solo might be the worst Star Wars. Product it is in out my there. opinion. It is yeah, in my I, opinion. I, but like, it, it's weird hearing somebody say that they've come around to Attack of the Clones, <laughs> which is what James has done. Um, I, would, I would watch Attack of the Clones over Solo. Yeah. So watch, watch all of the uh, the stuff that Mister Sunday is doing right now. Um, there is a channel called SNES Drunk SNES Drunk. Uh, that is just kind of doing reviews for <clears throat> vintage video games. Not necessarily like they are out right now, but they uh, they do a really good job of you know trying to connect people to more vintage video games uh, that they could play on the SNES or the Atari Five Thousand or whatever whatever it is. I don't remember for sure. Um, I'm One also losing million. my voice. Yeah, I'm also losing my voice very quickly. Uh, but the the one that I just discovered discovered because you know they don't have almost eight million subscribers or anything. Uh, but video game donkey, D U N K E Y, they are so funny. Um, just incredible video game reviews, uh, and to the point where you're not really sure whether or not they feel strongly about a game one way or another. Um, after the, the announcement that Chris Pratt was going to be playing Mario in the Super Mario movie, <laughs> uh, happened, they went and prank called people to try to get their opinion on, uh, that casting as well as some completely not true casting for the Mario movie. Um, which is, it's so, so good. It's called America recast the Super Mario movie. um it's it's glorious it's so good um but go go check all that out um i don't want to do this too hard but um support women support women um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna very lightly touch on that but uh, women deserve support and respect and their ability to be their own person. So, women are awesome. Women are amazing. We wouldn't be here without uh, a lot of them. And I know that that is a an argument to be made against a particular issue that is about out 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 and about. I would say right yeah. now, everybody uh, knows in, what's going on. The, yeah, but here's the thing. Um, we are we should not be telling people what to do based on the things that we think or believe that's not fair that's not how we should exist and that's not the way that uh particular religious uh figureheads would look at us today and say uh we need to continue doing this or that right. we are doing something particularly right or wrong so, um, 
that's as far as I'm going to go with it right now. I mean, if you want to ask me about it it privately, uh, I'll I'll talk to you about it more. But uh, uh, that's that's enough. It's been a really, really tough week for um, for women in this country. Uh, And we should respect the heck out of them. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm done. Uh, I think that's it for this week's episode of This My Burn Podcast. Eric. Take us home. Let's pick up some of these little leaves. Do you see these leaves that have landed on our table too? We should pick them up and like just kind of show. It's just, like just, decoration. Like yeah, it's nice. Like, I want to touch this little this little pumpkin that's above me too. It says zoom oh, on it. Oh, am I gonna touch? Oh no, my finger went all the way. Anyway, tell us, tell these people where they can find us. What, what are the things they can do? <laughs> <laughs> what the blood spray. Oh, anyway, if you anyway. want to support the show. Go to patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show. And at $5, you get all the uncut shit. Um, we had episode we <laughs> pours from the floor. Um, you can go back and listen to Sampler Irresistible episodes. You get uncut. You get uncut episodes um, of the full show and all that. It's just fun. Um, you got early access to the meetup, uh, hotel links and barrel picks and all that stuff. So this is my bourbon podcast on Patreon. Um, if you want to send us an email or a question, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. You can send us an email asking us to review something. You want to send a sample to us, a pairing, anything like that. Send us an email. If you want to get some merch, it's bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, there's also some Whiskey Mutant merch left at whiskeymutant.shopify.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, it's the Barrel Ring segment. It's 859-428-8253. Also, we, we have... almost had a Barrel Rings this almost? week. Almost. Almost, but it was a wrong number. So. Oh. <laughs> I would have called them back. <laughs> oh. And uh, on all social media, it's at MyBourbonPod. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We got a Facebook group you can join. Um, this is my bourbon podcast Facebook group. Um, and then we still have, like Perry said at the top of the show, we still have tickets to the live show available. Sorry, all the all-in tickets are sold out. But like I said, $25 live show. You got... Uh, sorry, you have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in I was going to oh. try to call them back for barrel rings, but oh. uh, it didn't work. So. Yeah. So, but yeah, you want to come hang sometimes. out? You want to come hang out at the live show? Uh, tickets are still available. You get samples, you get free drinks. We got some food uh, hanging out with all our friends. And then just tell people about us. Do you have a friend? Do you have a neighbor right now that you're just walking around your. I have a neighbor. I have a neighbor. I've told them about this. <laughs> they listen. Really? Yeah. That's kind of weird. No. There. Um, not the fire. My neighbor is not in the fire. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just tell us. Tell us anyway. about. Tell people about us. That's all you got to do. And give us a review on um, iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. A good rating, good review. Yeah, please. We'll read them out on here if you want. Um, if you don't want it, we're still going to read them. So, sorry. Suck it. Um, but anyway, I think that's it. Is that, that it? That is it. 
That's all. all. Um, Thank you so much as well to Roman Alexander for being on this week's episode. It was a really fun little interview that we got to do together, uh, despite the fact that uh, he was a little hungover. So... Hey, it's okay. That's how it goes sometimes. That's, all good. that's how it goes. Exactly. Um, that's it. Next week, we are going to be chatting from the guys with EJ Curley and Company. Yes, I was there for that one. <laughs> Just breaking the fourth wall. Anyway, uh, that's it. I will guys. be there for that one. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys real soon. Until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. It is.